Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, very pleasant good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. OneRadioNetwork.com. It is the first Monday of the month, and you'll meet our first Monday of the month guest, Adam Bergstrom, in just a second. I'm going to do a little thing here first, and then we'll go out to California and take our chances out in commie land. Good morning. It is August. Um, hmm. Let me do it again. I'm going to record this. I need to don't know what day it is. <laughs> Good morning. It's March 6, 2023. 15 years ago today, 15 years ago today, we had our first show on March 6, 2008. Over the last four to six months, the sales on the products, and this is the way we promote our, this is the way we support ourselves through product sales. We get a commission. We don't charge for advertising. has gone way low um, over six months. Just two. Now our numbers are up. Our analytics, we haven't lost listeners. We've just lost sales. Now there's probably a lot of reasons for that that I won't go into, but if you are a regular around here at all, you know that I take total responsibility for my experience. So I'm not going to sit here and blame anybody or anything. I, I created this situation, and so I'm getting creative to move forward. So beginning today, we're starting a capital raise. And if you go to OneRadioNetwork.com on the front page, you can click. There's a little funding app that we uh, got hooked up with. And we are going to raise $4,000 in the next 30 days, hopefully, with your support. And that will keep us going for a few months. And as those months transpire, March and April, we're going to reboot or retool or do something, figure out what's going on, and uh, and so we can become sustainable. Uh, we never wanted to charge for the material like everybody else is doing, but so we're going to try to do it without that. Uh, but so if you would help us uh, now in this month of March, this is March 6th when you're seeing this, and chip in whatever you can. Now, if you don't have the money, don't worry. Don't put it on a credit card. It's going to put you in a problem, but there's different ways to do it. Just go to OneRadioNetwork.com and you'll see there's an ad up there and also a link on the front page and you can donate whatever you want. And let's see if we can get this in there for a few days quickly and then we'll um, and then we'll figure out what, what the hell is going on. <laughs> pardon, pardon my French. We appreciate it. Thank you for your support. I love you and uh, may the blessings be. Now we're going to do Adam. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Out there in the hills of the Hills Are Alive, California, Adam Bergstrom, and uh, <laughs> yes, no, maybe Chronobiotic Nutrition, SolarTiming.com. Good morning, Mr. Bergstrom. Good morning. From solartiming.com. 15 years ago today, baby. 
Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> you were the fr- and you were the first show, so it's it's quite that's right. It's quite apropos that you're on today. It just worked out like that. It's the first Monday, and here it is. I mean, what what's the chances of that, right? What's the chances? Of- I love synchronicity. You know, the first show I did with you here in Montecito the week before you did a show with someone who lives on the same property. <laughs> really? I don't even remember her name. I don't even know. Jane what? Jane Heller. Jane Heller. I'll be done. She lived on this property here. She, she's usually a mystery writer, I believe, but she wrote a book about caretaking. And it was convenient because Vibrant Gal broke her ankle. So we read that book about caretaking. Oh, yeah. And I since think then, we've been, yeah. yeah, it's been a long time ago. <laughs> I've, I've been here since, what, 20, 10 years, 10 years now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as but, you heard, as you heard when we kicked off the show, we're doing a little special thing to raise some dough. Um, uh, you know, it's just been been real strange the last three to six months. You know, with the sales, never seen it like this in fifteen years, never. Mm-hmm. And you know, as I, as I said on the little promo piece that I recorded, uh, we our numbers are up. You know, they're fine. We get even more hits on a lot of shows that we used to and we ever did um so i don't know what's going on but again as i said earlier you probably just heard um i i don't want to blame the economy or blame you know or, or blame inflation or blame somebody else or and nothing like that because it's i never want to put my fortunes in somebody else's lap you know i take responsibility whatever it is that's going on i create it so we're gonna raise some money and get creative too move forward and figure out what the heck's going on. So that's my story this morning. How about you? What you up to? We're uh, busy researching. I have had to cut back a little because and he mounted his horse and rode off in all directions. So I've been writing four or five books simultaneously, and I'm going to concentrate on mind over matter because that's the most important part. Right. I was, I was going to write a thyroid uh, book, but Ray Pete, has done you know i've got some reflexes and you know these exercises and things that i may put out a book but i'm going to warn people that if you really want to know the thyroid ray pete is still on i don't know you probably have 30 shows of ray pete uh, on your Lots channel alone yeah. and, and you've done some of the best interviews with oh, him too thanks. because a lot of people uh, well anyway you were a particularly good interviewer of ray pete from the beginning and so what Adam's talking about is you can go to One Radio Network and put in Ray Pete right in the little search function and he'll pull up all the shows. I, I don't know how many we did. Was it two years, something like that? I don't know. It, I think it was even more. First of all, you started when we were in New Zealand. You did one introductory uh-huh. show. Then I think I started talking about him when I got into him and he saved my life. Uh, basically by following certain instructions. And then you got them on, and then you had them on monthly, which mm-hmm. we were delighted because we were big Ray Pete, Pete fans at the time. And actually, he saved our lives, probably both of ours, for yeah. di- different information we got. Really, really. And you were involved in saving our life, too, so one of us. Oh, and I sent you that little thing. Yeah, and yeah they, they so worked, huh? We needed it. They worked. Oh, oh. <laughs> It was, I, I didn't, I'm, I'm not going to go in what happened, but it was, uh, it was, uh, it had to do with being close to the grave. <laughs> and 
And uh, we consider ourselves really both lucky to be here. That's amazing. Alive and thriving. The freeze-pocalypse that happened here several weeks ago brought down a telephone line, literally brought it down, and they've had so many of these things going on here. Our phone lines are still out, the 800 line. So uh, to get involved in the show today until they get it repaired, should be this week, is email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Adam Bergstrom, you and I have talked a great deal about this, and you you get this, so it'll be fun to, I think, dig into to it more this morning, you know, in the mind over matter idea where you're going and where I'd like to mostly talk about, Adam, is 40 years ago, Ram Das wrote a book called Be Here Now. You probably remember that one. It was, I've read it. And so did I. It was a classic, and back in those days, the hippie days, we would carry it around with us. It was just like, woo. And then, of course, over the years, more and more people have talked about it. I think of late, a fellow by the name of Eckhart Tolle uh, has got three or four books on Be Here Now. I've never read any of them, because I know that's what you got to do. So that's what I really want to talk to. I mean, it's really, I had a spiritual experience uh, two nights ago with this idea. And you know how this is sometimes, it just cements things more deeper into who you are as soul of what's going on, but it was a be here now kind of spiritual out-of-body experience. And my goodness, when you really get this, as I do, and I know you do too, you don't need to know anything else. Because every moment, we are creating our life. Every moment, right? Every moment. So it it doesn't even make any sense to think about tomorrow or yesterday or what am I doing or am I having a hard time because then you're having a hard time if you think you're having a hard time. Or you could say, okay, I don't, it's, isn't, you know what I'm saying, Adam? It is so simple. Once you understand that there is only now, once you understand that, I mean, now I just, you know, I don't know. What is your thoughts on this? Now spell backwards is one, so we already won. <laughs> if we're if we're in the momentous moment, every spiritual teacher I have had has said that eternity is in the moment. Yes. It's the momentous moment. It's momentous, and there it is. But but people don't want to escape into the now. There's no karma. There's nothing there except uh, unity, unified yeah. field. Do, do you and, think? Uh, do you think it's the the responsibility that ensues that once we understand that everything is depending on what we think and believe and imagine now, and this eternal now, that it's, I wonder what keeps us all from doing that. I mean, I went most of my life thinking about it, but not really getting there until a few years ago. You know what I'm saying? Intellectually, I had it, but not until maybe 10 years ago that I really understand it. We like the movie. That's the thing. We always have to have a villain in the movie. So (laughs) we have to overcome. My my greatest uh, adventure story was the Lord of the Rings. 
where it was listed, these little hobbits against orcs and giants and warriors and spirits and the evil Mordor and all that. You know, it's just exciting. I've, I've read that book three times, yeah. the entire series, twice out loud. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we like the adventure story. What what movie would you watch with no villain? I mean, it, it, now Andy Warhol made a movie where it showed someone sleeping from all night long and just showed them. It was really exciting when they turned over once in a while, you know. But no one's going to watch an Andy Warhol movie that's got any kind of sanity. So, I, I watched one once. But. So you, you think um, just this idea that we create villains or we create problems just so we think we're doing something, just so we think we're, we're surviving or existing or something, when it's just up to us. I I think that's what it is. Uh, way back, a long time ago, I heard uh, Alan Watts. Yeah. Uh, and he said that, imagine you have a control button. Uh, well, you have the control of everything you can do, anything. You can fly, you can this, you can everything. But you get bored with it because you can do everything. So what do you have? There's a special button on the console. It's called surprise, and that's what this is about. Surprise. 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 Until we, we wake up from the greater dream, you know. Am I a man dreaming I'm a butterfly or a butterfly dreaming I'm a man? As the uh, the sage said a long time ago. Yeah. I don't know how it is for you with your writing, but this has really helped with screenwriting because oftentimes, you know, whatever... But I just sit there, and I'll just say, "Okay, are you going to think? You want to think about this and figure out what's going on, or do you want to start searching the web so you don't have to do it? Or <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or do you, or do you want to go watch a movie? Or what do you want to do? Do you want to do this or not? And this is the kind of conversation I have with myself sometimes. And then, and then, even if you choose to watch a movie, who cares? At least you're at least you're conscious, you know. At least you're conscious of it. I'd rather well, I'd rather write in an hour, whatever. And uh, it's it, because when there is only now, what else are you going to do? I mean, if you really want to do something like write, write, you're going to either do it or you're not. And then if you do it, if you don't do it unconsciously, well, then you then you know you should be doing it, and then, then that's a problem, right? <laughs> then, then you're in some juxtaposition of crazy mental chaos. It's just so, so profound for me, and so, but so energized and, and exciting because you just, we get to do what we want. Is we it, sell ourselves short, as yeah. uh, as Donald Lay used to say. Yeah. And an example, before I ever met him, I was into TM and different types of meditation. And one time I had a girlfriend that wanted me to use a cartoon character I'd drawn called Captain Nirvana for her game. She wanted to do this spiritual game. So it ended up, though, she wanted me to help her invent the game. And so I was a bit annoyed. So I said, let's meditate and create the game since you're into meditation. And she was a bit annoyed, but okay, we'll meditate. Then we meditated for only 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. And then she said, okay, we should start creating the game. It already came to me. 
I'll mm-hmm. give you the game. Get your pencil out. And I had the whole game, every every square Everybody. of the spiritual game, the points, everything, all came to me in my meditation, Everybody. which amazed me. <laughs> I was surprised, but it was I was annoyed. Sometimes annoyance and command brings about command performance. You know, uh, you think you can't lift a certain weight, then someone is trapped under a truck, and you lift the truck up because you have to. Yeah. Those kind of things happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We sell ourselves short. I, I think that's that's a brilliant uh, that O'Donnell Lay said, because we just don't understand that we are, you know, the captain of our ship, as a spiritual being, and um, <laughs> uh, wow, just- we're kept in uh, cultural prison usually. At one time, in fact, Adano told us, uh, okay, I'm going to, let me ask you a question. You're driving down the freeway, and or a ro- one-lane road, and there's a car in front of you, and he's going too slow. Do you slow down and follow him? Do you hit your brakes, or do you go around him? And you go around him. Why? And the reason is, somebody told you you could do it. If you don't know, you could do it. And see, we don't know we can levitate because your teacher told you you couldn't levitate. Your spiritual teacher often even doesn't know that you can levitate. They don't tell us you can levitate. So we believe, and what we believe is the be lie that makes us lie about it, and then we think we can't do it. And when I was around Adano, I never saw him levitate, but a friend of mine, she had the belief at that time. He not only levitated for her, he levitated her along with him. <laughs> and if you really wanted to do that, and I guess if you put your heart and mind to it, you could do it. There's people who have done it. If you really want to, I, I have better things to do myself. But, I mean, you know, that's more circus stuff in my opinion. But you could do it if you want. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like this this idea when you understand the nowness of it, is that um, this is our life of whatever we're thinking and imagining at this moment, right? I am that I am. This is the I am. This is this is it. And this is our, I don't know how the creation thing works, whether it's a hologram or, you know, you could dig into that. David Icke talks a lot about it. But we know that that's the truth, right? We know that whatever we are imagining and expecting and believing is what we get, Um is what we see. The I am, and people talk about I am, and I am that I am. And see, I am is, I am Adam, I am Patrick, I am a television, I am a chair, I am a this. But I am means I am. I am anything I want to be. And at that point, you can be the chair, you can be the uh, porcupine, you can be the person, the bear, whatever. You can be the Superman, you can be Captain Marvel or Superman or Ant-Man or whoever. And and this is how we, on my path, how we, we learn to soul travel, where we're literally in the moment and we're, we're thinking about where we want to be, which is still now, and it gradually materializes. It's almost like um, it's almost like it, it comes out of nothingness, and we materialize into this new place. But it's still here, and we're just in a different place because we 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 kind of imagined, we, we created it really. 
we didn't imagine it. I, you know, does that make sense? We're, we're just creating it. And that's the same way it works with anything. If we create a tumor or we create a, a broken, you know, whatever, right? We create a disease. It works the same way. In the West, because we're conditioned a certain way, we buy into the time limit. So yeah. it's a gradual thing. In other cultures, it's instantaneously. Yeah. Uh, you remember the book about, uh, uh, what do you call it? They Walkabouts, you know, in, sure. uh, in Australia. Uh, a woman wrote that book, and the chief or whoever told them, you can be sick, you can get sick instantaneously, and you can get well instantaneously. Well, she interpreted in that book, oh, yeah, I can start to get sick instantaneously and start to get well instantaneously. That's not what he said. No, it's, it, it is instantaneous. It is instantaneous, which is crazy I'm at a, cool. <laughs> I, met a, I met a man, in uh, a very reliable man in Sedona. He said his guru could take his arms off and put them back on again and take his legs off and put them back on again. He said uh, he spent much time in India. When I met him, he was going to go back and said, even though it's dirty and filthy, he lived on the street first and he was a medical doctor. Very interesting man that I met through synchronicities. When I go to Sedona, because it's in my head as a spiritual place, I always have weird experiences, synchronous yeah. experience, miracle experiences happen to me there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've never been to... Uh Sedona this life this lifetime I'd like to go and visit for them. me it's a it's a trip I I've Is gone there and I've, I've I went there with uh with uh what do you call it uh, cynical about it this is just a new age thing I got there miracles happened the first time I was there I went there on what was it called harmonic convergence you remember that sure, day yeah I was there for that and and we went there and a giant uh, meteorite went past us while we were eating illegally in a park with a sign said don't go there and uh, all kinds of things happen by synchronicity meeting the right people in the right time and i was uh, cynical about meditating there on the rocks that you were supposed to get an experience well i had an experience hmm. so i was confused when i left sedona and i had a great time and i've lived there a few times and uh, taught there a lot. I've done a lot of solar nutrition class and mind hacking classes there. It's a wonderful place. Yeah. <laughs> and the, these uh, vortexes that are spoken of and people have experienced, they're real, right? You've, the vortexes are you like, know, what, what are they really, vortexes? They really are real. Now, Adonale claimed they had more to do with the air currents there than the rock. But that rock is iron. And uh, he actually advised not living there 20, uh, all year because it was so intense. And believe me, when I've been there, it has been intense. I've had, I've had some astounding experiences there that sound like, you know, it's like, hmm, let me make things up. That's how amazing it was for me. I came across the watchers and all kinds of really strange experiences there. And I don't, I don't blame for people think I'm making this stuff up because if I told people what happened in Sedona even when I did a show there one time uh, with you uh, you may may or may not remember that I don't even remember the year it was but uh, things were happening at that very time I met a man 
who went off a cliff in his car and he meditated for Mother Mary and he was back on the highway with a <laughs> truck coming at him so he had to get out of the way. He grew giant vegetables. He, uh, his wife's mother took photos. Anything she did with a Polaroid camera, it showed the Virgin Mary. She showed me the photographs. You can't fake a Polaroid photo. And they had a cat that resurrected from the dead. On and on it went. Just this couple alone. Alex and his wife up there. I, I've done radio shows with him before when I was in Sedona. Yeah, there's a lot of strange things happen in Sedona. You tip the cable man with a jaw stick. With a what? A jaw stick, you know, incense. Is that right? <laughs> Holy? I, it's, and, and one time I went there, though, I, I, I thought they were crazy at first because I, I, uh, I sat in this huge gathering of, well, huge uh, 50 people went to this lecture and the person said you all see the giant blue spaceship that hovers the mothership that hovers over here at eight o'clock every night right everybody yeah yeah we see it all the time i didn't see it <laughs> so i thought they were nuts <laughs> adam Brooks but then well, but, then, but then what you wish for happens i said i would rather be with the with the crazies in east texas with the churches all over Within a year, I ended up in East Texas hmm. in a town with the most churches in the United States of America, probably Kilgore, Texas. Be careful what you wish <laughs> Because for. of my, hmm. exactly, the big fat mouse, as the Donald Lay called it. <laughs> here's, a, here's a great uh, um, email. They zip right in already. Uh, by the way, it's Patrick at One Radio Network. The phones are freeze apocalypse out. I really enjoy when you guys get together, says Fraser. He lives in Omaha. Oh, with with Warren Buffett. He lives with Warren Buffett. Uh, yep. So the Oracle of Omaha. How, he says, how do you discern the difference between the ego and Patrick talks about soul? Adam? <laughs> Well, the ego is a manifestation of soul because soul can be anything it wants to be. I am that I am. So ego is just something that pops up there as a, uh, it's it's good. It's your legal who. You walk, oh, you I go like down that. the your street. Legal who. Yes. <laughs> your legal who. Yeah. And that's not my term. It's a Donald Lace. He said, mm -hmm. we, we need a legal who because people will think we're crazy if mm -hmm. we go down. And if you go floating down the street, what's going to happen? People are going to get annoyed. They'll put you in jail. Or, they can catch you. <laughs> Even in jail for it, yeah. yeah. So Adonis was very careful not to show any miracles to people out on the street because he knew the CIA would grab him immediately. Yeah, they so, want him to work. They want him to work for them. You bet. That's what happens. They recruit him. They they recruit a lot of uh, not only psychic uh, seers but psychic assassins. They have. They've tried their look, and it works. Voodoo is real. Uh, I don't. I stay away from it because there's karma in it, but it's real things. So the ego is just another manifestation. The id, the, anything you want to do, it's soul enjoying the show, the movie. This so, is the movie. I'll We're in the Matrix. And, I'll be Patrick or Adam this lifetime and do my thing. And and you got to have a legal who, right? In case you want to. The legal who. <laughs> I like that. The legal who. And in fact, having a legal who is what Andy used to call not punching the giant in the eye. Yeah, yeah. For me, uh, Fraser, 
oh, you, you know, 25, 30 years ago, or I was just tired of being miserable. You know, I was just tired of always thinking <laughs> and not knowing what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? It was just, I just, and just, I had to figure it out. You know, I just had to, what the hell's going on? Who am I? Is what I started asking. And, and back then, I guess it was about 1980, I started uh, listening to Alan Watts. You mentioned him. I, I, not listen, but read all his books. We didn't even have videos back then in 1980. So I read the Alan Watts books and Krishnamurti. Remember him? Wow. What a cool I guy. I met him. Did you? Yeah, where'd you yeah, meet him? Man. Shook his hand uh, in Ohio. Magic of Ohio, where yeah. the primary water guys are. Yeah. And um, uh, Bhagwan Sri Rajanese, you know, Oho, Osho. I read a lot of his stuff and, you know, eventually then found my way uh, six years later to Eckenkar. But um, I just wanted to find out, you know, who I was. So, so for Fraser and others, just start asking. You know, I'd really like to know the real me, <laughs> you know, and then and then and see what comes up and just really keep asking and write about it and journal about it and listen to things and and play with it and see see what you see and you'll you'll discover some good things. I don't know of any other way to do it. It's the way I did it. Definitely. You know, I I actually hung out with Ram Das. Oh, did you really? Oh. Sat around with five or six people on the lawn of uh, Houston, uh, let's see, the University of Texas at Houston. Yeah, after he did, a he did, he not only did a lecture there, there was a lecture series on people like John Lilly and a bunch of other ones. Uh, and uh, afterwards, he attended all the lectures and just sat around with us. You know, John Lilly did the same thing. So I got to hang out with both of them. Yeah. He was cool. Those guy, were right? the days. He was a, he was a good he, man. I yeah. think he, he, oh yeah, yeah. Ramdas was fine, and then I saw him. It, for some reason, wherever I'd show up in a the town, there he would be. He was in San Diego. I went and saw a lecture there. He was in uh, San Antonio. I see a lecture there. Same with uh, Sachidananda. He was a real, a real interesting guru and new stuff that he even didn't tell people. Uh, one time, uh, a person, a friend of mine, had broken their leg. And I knew from body language that it was over her husband. And they wanted me to take a photograph of Satchidananda with them. So I took it and uh, Satchidananda pointed to her leg and said, a break in the marriage to me. Uh -huh. My friend never didn't even hear him say that. He said it right to me, though. And I knew, wow, he knows right leg. I mean, left leg, husband, wow, he knows, but he didn't tell anybody, but he knew. And indeed, within months, they were divorced. <laughs> mm, a break in the marriage. Uh, Adam Berkson is, <laughs> is with us. His website is solartiming.com, and uh, you can uh, go visit him and get some of your his books. So you're, you're expanding on your mind over, what, what are they called, mind hacking books? Yeah, Mind Over Matter is the, the journal I'm doing now. But the classic is uh, Mind Hacking for the Millions. And why I call it for the millions is because it's so darn easy. You don't have to go to school for four years. It, you can learn it instantaneously. I learned it accidentally. I turned 
someone's feet like this, a tennis player buddy of mine. And when he mentioned a woman's leg, his right leg jumped. And I thought, could it be that easy? And I did it. I asked him the question again. It jumped again. And I thought, oh, my God, this you can get the injury before it happens. You don't have to wait to interpret right or left as uh, I broke my right arm. Oh, it's or, like in my friend's case, her left leg because of her husband. Well, if you find the leg is jumping in advance, you can say, be careful. You better resolve this issue or you could end up with a broken leg. So you get it ahead of time. That's when I realized what mind hacking through the feet which will tell you all you want to know anything it works better in fact god help us if the cia finds out about it because they can find out they can take anything out of your mind their their mind hacking techniques are juvenile frankly compared to mind hacking and it's available to anybody but if people don't know that then experts are going to take over but we are our own experts. We are the people. We. They tell us, oh, you don't have a degree. You're not peer-reviewed. You're not, uh, where's your MD? Where's your ND? Where's your chiropractic license? Where's your certificate? No, we don't need to be certified. We're certified human beings, and we can do anything they, quotation marks, can do. We can do anything better than you. What's that song? I can do anything better than you. You bet. Once there was a silly old lamb, thought he'd move a rubber tree plant. That's true. <laughs> Oops, there goes another rubber tree plant, right? I love that song. Did that <clears throat> Did that uh, ant have a Ph.D. or an M.D.? <laughs> Ph.D. really means uh, piled high and deep, and uh, M.D. means mad dog. I learned that from a chiropractor. I think he did, yeah. Uh, Adam he claimed that D.C., Steve Schreiber told me, D.C. stands for dog catcher. Have you talked to Steve? What's he up to? Uh, he's uh, still on Facebook and stuff. We're, we're not talking to each other because we uh, disagree with each other, but I love Steve. Oh, Steve, yeah. is, Steve is one of the most self-sufficient men on the planet. He can do anything. He's a renaissance man, a true renaissance man. And he has my utter respect, and he's been a guru of mine. He's taught me so, many of the things I do today. I learned from Steve Schreiber, not from Madonna Lay. So, Steve Schreiber, if you're listening, kudos to you. you I, I love you. <laughs> well, he sure opened up my world one years ago, start talking about the neck, right? Whoa. And I'm still working on it at this moment. Just, there's so much good stuff in the neck to go for. Wow, man. He's, he's done so many things. Besides being an expert chiropractor and kinesiologist and toughness divisor and you name it, he's been a pilot. He's been a race car driver. He, he, he can run any kind of farm equipment or heavy-duty equipment and things like that. He's in property. He's been one of the patriot movements in Texas to separate from the United States. He's done it all. And he had an international driver's license and used to drive in... 25 mile zones at 70 miles an hour and run stop signs and then go to jail and get out with his uh, particular technology on uh, being a world citizen or something like that. He got away with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit more about the, the neck, a lot more. And we're going to do a quick break here. And if you'd like to be on the show, phone line is down because of a freeze apocalypse, but you can 
Email Patrick at one radio network dot com. Patrick at one radio network dot com. Uh, the colostrum sale is still going on on Sir Thrival, and uh, we played this a little bit, but I'll do it again because it's a good one. And at twenty percent off, and it's a promo code. What is the promo code? The promo code is um, Optimize. O P T T O M I Z E. Optimize. Let me get this thing going, and you can and. Buy some for my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm gonna be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral-type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum too. Uh, Optimize is a promo code, 20% off. You may want to check out the um, indigenous forest kind of uh, walnut powder. Um, really, really good product, and it's just, they have a CO2 extraction um, process, and they're really just from out in the woods. I mean, this is like just... Just rainwater and walnuts. And you can put this in your smoothie, get some colostrum. And when you're there, you can, uh, you know, get some walnuts. They also have uh, very nice um, digestive bitters. You spray it, and digestive bitters are real fun. I want to tell you about the one that I'm using along with this one, too, during Adam's show this morning. So they've got nice products, uh, of course, the pine pollen and the elk velvet antler. It's just a, a great company. Uh, check it out. Get some colostrum on sale, twenty uh, percent. Shen Blossom is is really part of my operation, uh, turning my hair back to its natural color. We got a little thing going on, a little project, and uh, we'll t- we'll talk to Adam. Tell you the main thing that I'm doing. I'm just I'm just changing it myself, you know. <laughs> Because I just believe I can can do it, uh, but but you know I'm I'm also you know uh, trusting God and tying the camel where we're doing some some very interesting things um, through the mouth you know and uh, one of them is this one this is a this is a really cool product if I can if 
find the thing that will show it to you. It's a vitamin C uh, collagen thing, but it's just uh, it's just different seaweeds and herbs and things like that. There's no uh, fermented seaweeds, uh, highly absorbent um, peptides that the body utilizes. It's really nice for the skin, and you can help build muscle, burn fat, and also um, for hair, skin, and nails. So we're doing that. Also, there's a product called um, um, Bamboo, and Varus Arma Ahmad, who was on the show, he suggested bamboo was one of the things that helped him turn his hair back to a natural color, and he was actually losing his hair. You should see his hair now. So bamboo's got a lot of great minerals, so we have a bamboo product from Shen Blossom, and then also kelp, uh, which uh, was recommended by Varus Ahmad that has a lot of really great uh, um, minerals in it, kelp. And we get some Icelandic kelp. It's probably some of the cleanest. That's where uh, Brandon gets his from Iceland area. Probably very clean. So this is Shen Blossom, a great company with all kinds of herbs and elixirs, uh, ginsengs and hoshu wu, um, very well-crafted, highly, highly valuable and uh, important um, products, nutrients, Everything in Myron glass, and you can you can do your own little turn your hair darker or to your natural color. Maybe you're blonde, you'll turn to a blonde. But it's on Shen Blossom, and it's on OneRadioNetwork.com. So so check it out if you get a chance and uh, see what um, see what he has there for you. And We, uh, we love this sauna. If you'd like to get one, just email me, patrick at onereadynetwork.com. I'm doing it um, uh, every night. And then I did one this morning, the sauna. Oh, about 20 minutes or so, not, not for 30 minutes. But it's a great way to detox. I'm doing the skin brushing now, um, and skin brush, and then you do the sauna, and then a cold water. Oh, i got to ask Adam about cold water. So check it out. If you'd like to get one, just email me, twelve ninety five delivered, twelve ninety five delivered in the um, United States, Canada, and other places. Uh, we'll ship them all over the world. Just send me your email, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com, and uh, we'll hook you up. And I think you'll like it. It's a very, very nice thing to do. Yeah, it's just a nice thing to do. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. So Adam Sharon made a new slide for you. Isn't it good? I like it. I like it. it I got my beard back again, You got again your beard too. back again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's got there. Adam Bergstrom, Chronobiotic Nutrition, and other fun and funky bits of wisdom, One Radio Network. Yeah, we need to change that. We use that all the one. A lot. <laughs> Hannah Bergstrom and Yes No Maybe out there in California. So what's uh, before Tommy we go b- talk about, I want to talk about the neck, but uh, fill us in. You always kind of keep it updated on the commies out there. What are they? What is Mussolini and the boys up to lately? What are they doing like really strange? Agenda 21. Oh. And this this I have to show you. Uh, okay. Rosa Corey was so right, and now they're in full uh Full bore. They're going full bore on Agenda 21. Let me show you something from a local paper. Okay. 
this is a, just a small local paper, and it's all about, you don't have to see the picture, but you see it's about housing. It's yeah. about basically smart cities. Then, in the same paper, a little paper, this is all about smart cities and about housing. Uh-huh. Oh, but that's not enough. <laughs> but it's not enough. <laughs> Here's another page. Look at that. There's uh-huh. another smart this city. This is in the same built- newspaper? In the same little town, it said t- there's ten thousand people in this town, if even that. And then, oh, that's not enough. Of course, in the same little paper. Well, here's another smart city. How they're going to do it? You you won't be allowed to get your coffee across the freeway because you're going to be in the city. Now, if you take any uh, uh-huh. local city, like a friend of mine lives in uh, Pflugerville. You probably know where that is. Sure. It's near you. Uh-huh. Look at their their part of Agenda 21. They want to turn Pflugerville into a 10-minute city. They're even going to do it better. Any city now, they have taken over. But here's the good news I found out. Joe Biden has sabotaged globalism. Globalism is doomed because of his stupidity and dementia. Oh, that's good news. It is good news. And why is that? Because the war in Ukraine has destroyed the ability to have globalism first of all by blowing up the the pipelines there's no gas germany is doomed germany cannot survive as a country and there's going to be mass starvation the united states is going to be okay though because we have rivers we have ports we have we have oil Oil. we have anything we want and and we can drill russia now cannot if they go and, like, if we want to drill, you can go right in Texas and drill and get oil out of any place, and in Oklahoma and places like that. Can you do that in Russia? No. Permafrost. You can't. You'll freeze the pipes. So the oil wells that are going to, that have been destroyed are being destroyed by the war, and soon the wheat fields, the fertilizer, all of that the, the world needs can't be done. So international shipping is Wait, gone. I'm I losing you. Oil... Uh, Putin is shipping more oil than ever. So I don't know what you're saying. You can't drill right oil. Right now. Right now he does, but but it's still been destroyed. He doesn't have what that do you much mean oil. What's There's, been destroyed? The pipelines. How do you get gas? Oh, oh, that was just the one that they blew up, right? The one they yeah, blew. China's okay. doing fine with them because China, China, China is joining with Russia now, you know, and supplying sure, arms. Sure, sure. And, yeah. and uh, Biden wants to go to war with them. But that is destroying... Globalism, because the world will not have the equipment to run by itself. With globalism, a country didn't have to have all the parts. Before the Truman administration, uh, you had to have a military uh, convoy to ship your stuff to other countries. So if you didn't have lithium, you didn't have uh, elect- you didn't have batteries. If you didn't have uh, neon, you didn't have this and that mm. and etc. But now, because all of these products come out of there, the fertilizer for the world comes out of Russia. The richest man in London is a Russian who they took away his yachts and everything like that. But he's got the the, the most expensive house in London. The Russians are all in London so, before this. So, so you mean so Putin is holding a lot of his stuff hostage for the EU? No, it's being destroyed by the war. Oh, oh it's and being now, destroyed. And all the wheat will be destroyed now because what's Ukraine's strategy? Just starve the Russian soldiers. It, you know, they made a very stupid move. 
Russia has been brilliant in its military strategy until this time. They ran into Ukraine and realized, hmm, we forgot to bring gas. So we got to walk back and get gas for our tanks. They forgot gas. How stupid is that? Then they came back again with the gas and they rode forward. Oh, we forgot to bring food. Now we got to go back for the food. Already, oh, he can't Ukraine be that had gotten stupid. way ahead. He can't be that huh? stupid. They were that stupid. Putin was that where you, stupid. Where, where are you seeing this? It's it's common knowledge among geopoliticians, and uh, if you but, yeah, see you the know, history, Adam, with respect, sir, a lot of the almost ninety nine percent of the people out there on the internet are just putting out fake stories to make Putin look bad. You know that, brother. You know that's oh on. yeah. You okay. got to pick your pay fake stories, yeah, but yeah. Putin really is running. I mean, he was gonna. He thought. And wasn't this presented? I'm going to conquer Ukraine in a matter of weeks, he thought. What's going on? It's been a year. Talk about anniversaries. It's been past a year now. And he hasn't done anything. And Biden has spent, uh, I think it's $60 billion. Oh, no, it's 120, I think, so far. 120 billion even even more think of think of the taxpayers and now he's initiated the draft as well you know no is he going to do a draft yes he's drafting people come on where did you see that really it's uh, on regular mainstream tv i guess they would say yeah yeah he's initiated the draft it's got to this has got to be voted on apparently but it's pretty much going to be a done deal the democrats love to initiate drafts you know Uh, they've done that before i mean he's gonna watch he's gonna catch so much heck for that i haven't seen that story anywhere yet yeah Yeah. draft now and now trump has gone globalist too oh you hear his story about the flying cars he's going to take federal land and build smart cities on it with flying cars. Oh, yeah. I knew flying cars was a scam 20 years ago. First, I thought, what a great idea. But do you think Ellen DeGeneres is going to allow, uh, while well, she's sunbathing in the nude at her Loon Point mansion where it's $70 million, $70 million she's going to allow a flying car to fly over her place? No way. Flying cars are a pipe dream. And, uh, but, uh, uh, Trump is smart enough to know that people are going to go for that. They'll, they'll actually believe that and elect them. Taking states right away and taking federal land and putting these smart cities on, on federal land, I mean, that's against anything in the Constitution. We're supposed to be separate states. What the heck? But they're going to vote them in maybe from that. Maybe not. Yeah. So, are you saying that they're going to put up a, a draft to a, a, a an election? Why would you need to do that? They can do a draft anytime they want. I don't know how that's working, okay. but the draft is being uh, being more than considered. Biden has actually said in the speech that he's going to do it. So what what does well, that mean? Does that know, there, there goes the kids, you know, to voting for him. Man, I wouldn't do that if I was yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> And by the way, all of those I showed you out of the local paper for Agenda 21, no one votes on that. That's all oh, no, that's a all. non-binding yeah. agreement, but yeah. non-binding agreement, but they tell the governments what to do. Washington state has a law. You cannot bring any grizzly bears into Washington state. The federal law says we need corridors for the grizzly bears. They let them in now. 
leftist fight. The lawmakers don't do anything. They have no power over the globalists. And that's why I'm so glad that globalism is going down the tubes. Watch it happen. <laughs> well, as you know, the same people that are doing the war in Ukraine are the same people, kind of sort of the same people in this Agenda 21 thing. And um, they're, they're just not that bright. You know, they, they, didn't, they didn't think this thing through this whole Ukraine thing. You know, they, they don't know what they're doing. There's not enough lithium, neon, and other things to write to run smartphones. So they can't surveil us anymore. AI is doomed because of the war in Ukraine. And if there's more wars, it'll even be worse. If you you can't run a cell phone without these materials, and they're rare already. Remember when uh, we had plenty of uh, which chemical was it? Uh, helium. We had plenty of helium stored in Texas, right there in Texas. Remember the giant cave? What did Clinton do? Sell it off, <laughs> making us dependent on other countries. I and mean, this, it's, this whole uh, thing is it's been globalism a, all the way down the tube. Such a mess. You know, I, I agree with you. I, I've, I've thought for a long time that all this weird new world order, one world government thing. I didn't. I never thought they would. They were going to pull it off. They're going to try, but you know, I just. I was look at all the protests in uh, England and places. And and let me tell you a funny story. You know, the weather here, the global warming we're having, snow apocalypse, where the governor Governor Uhall has declared sixteen states in emergency, sixteen counties, counties in emergency here because of global warming, because snow apocalypse is snowing us in here in Santa Barbara. Uh, since we did the elemental song, vibrant gang and I. It hasn't. It's, we can't even get to the farmers' market every other week because it's pouring. It's been raining here since. We have a day of, of sun today, but it's going to rain again this weekend. It's never rained this much in California that since I've been here, and I've been here on and off for fifty years. <laughs> yeah. And oh, things are why weird. there's not going to be Agenda Twenty One though is because up in the hills we had a foot of snow right in the hills up here. Guess what? The government declared it. This is off limits now because of the flood damage. We cannot let anybody into the national forest. Hundreds of people went up there and removed the barriers and drove into the snow. There was such a traffic land, people couldn't get out of there all night. There were taillights seen in Goleta, like 20 miles away. You could look up in the mountains and see the string of taillights up there. People stuck. They were mad. There was road rage. They were fighting. They were sliding into each other. And they were making snowmen and having snowball fights. And the heck with the barriers and the $150 fines. They all enjoyed it. So try and... Try and put those people in a smart city and see what happens. And Montecito, you think there's any smart cities going to happen here? In fact, people are saying, how come you're not doing it in Montecito and Hope Ranch? How come just Santa Barbara and Carpinteria and places? Oh, because Ellen lives here and Oprah lives here. They're not going to allow anybody in their house. No mixed-use construction. No way. So that's how it's going to be. And people are going to see the difference. Then you know about the Jones Act. No, uh, we could take 80% of our planes out of the sky if we repealed the Jones Act, which allows only American uh, ships to go to American ports. 
No other one can come except the one port. In other words, an American ship cannot go from New Orleans to Charleston or to Houston. It's illegal by law. And how nutty is that? These people are crazy. I don't know. I, you know, they're still pouring and, out. And of who them. knows about the Jones Law? People don't even know about I've it. I've never, never heard of that. Um, people are pouring out of California, and they're coming to Texas and Florida. Coming. Yeah, and, and Florida is is the hub of the New World Order. They have, I mean, think of who the governor is. He ran uh, Guantanamo. <laughs> he was in Guantanamo, military all the way. And so they're luring people in there. It's the most Agenda 21 state. Yeah, you they said that. brag about it. I'm really surprised they, at that. So DeSantis is a, he's a spook, huh? They brag about it. Yeah, and they brag. They're, well, what's the law now? You have to have a license to criticize the government. That's what's being passed in, in, in Florida. I don't know if it's going to pass or not, but they have it up for a law. In other words, if you're going to say anything negative about a political figure in Florida, you have to have a license. And if you post something and don't have a license, every day you get a fine of a couple hundred dollars. Every day it adds up, like they did to the colonic therapist in Texas. Well, that's Remember kind that? of New World Order-ish, isn't it? That's so unlike it sounds like it to what me. the media sells to Santa. It looks like the media is selling us on DeSantis as the next the next new thing because they don't want Trump, right? Even Trump calls him uh, D, uh, what is it? What's his name for him? Uh, D something or other. Mm. Sanctimonious, de-sanctimonious, Governor de-sanctimonious. Oh, so, so, Trump, so Trump knows he's a globalist? He does. Mm. He's called him a globalist, and he's correct in that case, you know. I don't care for either of them, and I don't care for Biden. I don't care for any politicians. If I was the king of the world, all politicians would be in Guantanamo, in a smart city, stacked up a prison a hundred stories tall. <laughs> uh, here's an email from <laughs> oh, Robert. He's in, in Denmark. Wow. Hmm. Um, could Adam comment on a couple topics? Cigar and pipe smoking. Can it be a healthy habit without all the bad stuff there's in cigarettes? Um, he wanted to ask you about that. Once a month. Once a month? <laughs> Once a month it can be healthy. Uh, a, a non-smoker can get rid of a uh, migraine with uh, a cigarette smoke or cigar smoke or any of those. I actually guess it. But they have to be a non-smoker because a migraine, basically, your uh, your blood system gets too loose. Well, more, most headaches, like an ice cream headache and a cold headache, it's too tight. So niacin will get rid of that. But niacin will make a, a migraine worse. You need, you need nicotine. You need uh, nicotine. Now, we call niacin and niacinamide by those names because when it used to be called nicotinic acid, people thought, oh, I can get that from a cigarette. <laughs> exactly the opposite. They work in tandem, yin and yang. So I guess cigar, so, in general, cigar and pipes are, if you're going to inhale, they're probably much better than cigarettes with all the chemicals, correct? Mm, I wouldn't say so, but it's no. possible because it's the tobacco itself. People always want to blame the chemicals, and the chemicals do make it worse. We saw that movie with Russell Crowe, and it was true. 
they they want to speed up the uh, they want to make it more powerful and they want to make it burn more faster. Addictive, so you more have to use yeah. more cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. Now O'Donnell claimed he smoked two cartons a day. I I find that hard to believe because you never have to put it down. He said at one time he smoked one. He never used a match 24 hours a day. He oh. lit one from another, and he didn't sleep, so he just smoked all the time. But he said it took him years to get that out of his system. Because mm -hmm. he obviously, when I missed him, he met him, he wasn't smoking anymore. But yes. when he first came to this country, and he was a fat guy, uh, can you say fat now? It's probably yeah, illegal. Probably uh, <laughs> but anyway, when he was an obese guy, he, uh, he smoked and, and did a lot of stuff like that. This email email has another one for you. Desiccated freeze-dried thyroid gland. What are the uses? When to take and, and uh, what to take when doing it? Desiccated thyroid. Pretty, pretty much useless. Uh, synthetic thyroid hormone is the thing to take. Before, Armour hormone was the best, despite the reputation of Armour. Look into the background of Armour and you're going to be horrified. But they did put out a good uh, thyroid product. But now, since it was bought by Revlon and then bought by another company and another, they take the vital ingredients out of it, sell it as a fake thyroid, and you're better off with the synthetic one. That, at least uh, you know what you you're getting. Right. At least you know. Ray Pete said that as well, didn't he? Yeah. He was 100% right. We researched it, and it's really true. You look at Wikipedia and see what see about Armour and what's happened to that company. Mm -hmm. And Omar thyroid. It's easy to research that. Yeah, it's it's uh, now and the protomorphogen is that that's what it's called when you take the desiccated one. If you really want to get thyroid, take kill the chicken and take its thyroid. Or any animal that eats thyroid, like the primitive people used to do. Primitive, I use that in quotation marks, of course, because they we're more primitive than they were. We are devolving, not evolving. <laughs> uh, Robert's also asking another one. Same question with oxbile. He said, I've taken 500 milligrams a couple times a day for a few months, and I feel like it's helping with digestion. Are there any risks to consider with oxbile? Uh, there's a risk for anything. So uh, I don't think it does much, but placebo effect is all important. If you believe it's working for you, keep taking it. Even fish oil, whatever. If you believe, you believe it's it, working yeah. and your belief is strong enough, you'll trump anything I have to say on the physical level. That's why I'm concentrating on mind over matter. Most things we take and eat and believe are placebo. They, they happen because their mind hooks onto it and says it's so. Remember the Peter Sellers movie where he walks on the water at the end? We can do that. So, but we have to be naive like him. We, we have to be naive. If we're sophisticated, and Buckminster Fuller said it, don't be sophisticated. Dare to be naive. That was his affirmation. Dare to be naive. Leave those experts in the dust. Make them also rams. <laughs> unless you become like children. Right? There it is. It's a beautiful. Yeah, unless you become like children, do you enter the kingdom of heaven or something like that? And that's exactly. what that's about. That 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 yeah, that's what that's about. You remember back in the day when you got a letter as a child? It was Master Patrick Timponi. I remember. Master uh -huh. 
Yeah. So how to be a master? Be a child again and stop being an adulterated child, an adult, an adulterated child. That's funny. You know, I hadn't thought about that for years, but uh, you would get letters, <laughs> Master Patrick Tempo. Oh, really? Yeah. I always got them. And, and, and uh, it was incorrect. If you didn't put master in front of your name, uh, oh boy. I, I, if I wrote to a fellow person, my parents and teachers would say, you better put master on that. Master so so, whatever. You know, that's funny now, because Adam and people I forgot about that. Yeah, we've <laughs> talked about it with spiritual master, but it's important to know that. When I use that term, and I, I suspect Adam does as well, it's not that somebody has master over you. It's opposite. They don't try to tell you to do anything. But they're a master, like a master carpenter, a master plumber. They've been there, done that. They've gone through the ropes and, you know, did their thing. So they're a master at it. But it's not, you know, not controlling us. Some people think as that. A, as Adano called it, guru is G. You are you. Gee, you are you. <laughs> if you have an email for Adam, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. So uh, you heard me talking about my little project, uh, growing my natural color back. I think it's really working already. Um, it looks dark. I know, I know. It's crazy. I don't know. And you know the way I'm doing really it, dark. Adam? I, yeah, I'm just, um, I don't even think of myself separate from the hair. In other words, I, I know that the hair is coming in darker natural color, which is darker, because that's what I want. So for me, it's just a knowingness that that's going to happen, and I don't care how it works down there. It just works because this is what I want. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to get totally, totally my natural color back. So on the on the other end of it, you heard me talking about kelp, and do you have some other things from a, a chronobotic uh, um um, is it the finger thing? Well, of course, that helps grow hair, so uh, not really gray hair. So I think uh, what you're doing is probably good enough. Uh, and uh, the more you visualize that kind of thing, the more it happens, too. Sure, yeah. Especially if you repetitive rep repetition is used in hypnosis and it's used in consciousness. You can use it to hypnotize yourself or conscious or consciously make things happen. What we're familiar with and what we do daily is what we've become. Well, so the more you exactly. do that, the more likely. And it, and that goes back to Adam what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. We're all just just now, and um, oftentimes. Um, we got to be thinking a lot, pretty much all the time anyway. So you might as well think about what you what you want. So you know, I'll be walking, taking a walk, and say, "Okay, my hair is growing darker, and uh, I'm getting younger, and whatever." So I just keep I just keep plowing away at that. Not you know, what else are you going to think about? <laughs> you know, God. If that becomes your entire field of consciousness, many people complain about affirmations. I wrote fifty times yeah, that that's I different, am wealthy right, from what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. And then, but when you do that, then the person goes out and thinks the rest of the time, 23 and a half hours a day, I am poor, I am poor, I am poor because I don't have the money around. Right. It, what is it? The feel good. Uh, it, it basically, uh, basically, if you live it, it you become it. Exactly. Yeah, uh, the, I am that I am, right? <laughs> I am that I am. And at that point, it starts to materialize. Now, sometimes it's okay if it materializes slowly, but it eventually will be there. And you have to be careful. 
the big fat mouth, if you wish for something, you're going to get it, even if you don't want it anymore. Like if, if you want a relationship and you wish for it, you're going to have to get it sometime or another unless you unless you're strong enough to wish it away. The subconscious is programming. Once you learn to type in a computer, you, you don't have to use the conscious mind. The unconscious is typing. In fact, the conscious mind gets in the way. Try to type consciously. Uh, but normally, you just do it. You drive automatically you behind the steering wheel. You don't even have to think about it except when you first learn. Oh, no, you, it's like, heck. Same with a uh, plane pilot or anything. At first, it's really hard. Then after that, they can they can talk to people and be on the cell phone while you're driving the car it's illegal but right. you can do it and i'm finding that too the more i continue to think about it imagine or constantly what i want you know what my work uh, whatever um health uh, whatever um that the mind then picks up on those and we'll you know we'll start repeating that back to you often too you know so i don't know about People talk about reprogramming. I don't like that word. It's too complicated for me. But I think we can just fill up our mind with, with what we want, and the mind just responds, right? It just yep. Once we get strong within ourselves and don't think about what other people think about us, because that goes into our subconscious. Right. I love mm -hmm. a phrase I heard one time. What you think of me is none of my business. <laughs> that is good. Isn't that good? What do you think about me is none of my business. That's a beautiful thing. Um, here's one for you. This is from Donna in Pennsylvania. Uh, we are live here this morning. It is the uh, 6th of March. 15 years ago today, we started this podcast, and Adam Bergstrom was our first guest on March 6th. Um, and it was pretty cool. That's my mom and dad's anniversary, too. Isn't that nice? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I always like that. So I remember the day, March 6th, and uh, Adam was our first guest, and it serendipitously turned out to, how could, you couldn't plan that out, right? Adam's got to be here <laughs> on the first Monday of the month, and it's going to be March 6th. What are you going to do? Hello, you guys. If this fits in, please ask Adam a question, okay? I saw a recent post on Facebook regarding our place in the space we're in. Hmm, I'd like to learn invisibility, uh, invisibility to use occasionally. Is that learnable? If I am faced with talking to an uncomfortable energy person and it would be rude to walk away, I do a dance step, um, can still listen, but then I turn into 90% energy passes by. Oh, 90% of the energy passes by. Invisibility is done with the breath, is one way to do it. And uh, I've experimented with it, but because I like to fly over the hilltops and uh, experiment with things, I don't get into specific things. Like, I could learn, like one gentleman can, to tell what card is in the deck while you're blind by the weight of the card. But that takes time to do for most people. <laughs> so, so, but... Adano told me the technique, and I saw, I, this is a strange thing to say, I saw him make himself invisible to one person. And what he did is he said he breathed, when she paused 
see, we have four sections of breath. Inhale, pause. Exhale, pause. Mm -hmm. Inhale, pause. He paused when she exhaled and breathed when she uh, paused and did the reverse of everything. He was always pausing when she was breathing, and she couldn't see her, and she really couldn't. She had no memory. Uh, Several years later, I asked her about the experience. She remembered everybody in the store at that time except Adonis. And she said, are you kidding? I've been to Adonis' classes. You think I don't know Adonis? I wouldn't know Adonis and say hello if he was there in town? Of course I would. She wouldn't believe me that he was there. And he made herself invisible. Since this is all energy, which we know it is, light and sound and energy, uh, I I don't know how it works, but the breath is so important to how it all works. You know, I've talked about moving into dark areas and when I'm soul traveling and uh, um, how you could just not breathe deeply sometimes and just kind of pick away at it like a buteco. You're just going, and it just eats away at this, this, you're just moving into it. So I'd sure like to understand more about the breath, but it's the big deal, isn't it? The, the breathless state, as Adonale said, breath-free, you're gone. <laughs> and he said, God doesn't appreciate a breath-free person. They want a breathless person because they, because we're born to stick around a long time. So the breath-free, uh, breath-free is dead, breathless. And that might mean you might take one breath every eight years. So you could get yeah, that yeah, down. Yeah, that, who knows? Yeah. Look at that yogi. 40 days buried in the ground. The British thought they were crazy and since they didn't care for indians as really full human beings because of eugenics bury him in the ground let him prove it they buried him for 40 days he came out alive they they fired guns off and salute and everything it was a sensation the british wanted to investigate what it was and they found out it was carbon dioxide that you could eat foods like uh uh donkey milk Donkey milk was one of the secrets. You had to live on donkey milk to do it. But if you go beyond that state, you don't need any. You don't need anything. You can eat any way you want. Let's take something that's considered physical, grounding. Uh, everybody says, "I need to do this. I have to step on this soil." You've had a lot of guests who have talked about that. What about a martial artist grounding? Master Chen said. You have to ground 50 feet at least. Now, imagine a martial artist who believed in grounding as it's presented by most people. Oh, an opponent is going to attack me. Since I have shoes on and I'm in the building, I can't get any chi or fight him. So I have to lure him out of the building onto grass or dirt, and it can't be grounded by Southern California Electric or Pacific Gas and Electric. It has to be, it can't be grounded because I have to use the ground. What kind of martial artist would that be? Hmm. You can, a martial artist can ground in lead shoes, they can ground in uh, tai Chi slippers, they can got Nikes, whatever, and in any kind of building or circumstances. That, that grounding, that is talked about on social media is nonsense. <laughs> the mind is what grounds, not the matter. Not the matter, the, no. Yeah. We used to and uh, if you, do a, a interesting visualization. I did some Qigong with a fellow and where you could actually visualize uh, roots are coming out of your feet 
and they go deep, deep and down 50 feet or so. And boy, if you don't think you're grounded when you're doing that, could you imagine you have roots? And that's all you have to do is imagine it, and, and you are that grounded that deeply. Makes a tremendous difference. Uh, I found out about it accidentally, and I don't know where I got the idea. I was on the trail with a girlfriend, and she weighed close. She was as tall as my. She weighed pretty close to me, maybe about 20 pounds less. We're going along. She's an experienced hiker up here in Santa Barbara. And she says, I'm getting tired. I said, well, let me carry your backpack. Well, you have a backpack. I'll carry yours too. Okay. So she said, I'm still tired. So she didn't like it, but I said, okay. I picked her up and I walked the final mile out of the woods with her in my, Is that right? holding her in my arms. And I felt the force come out of my feet. It was coming up into my feet, giving me the strength to do so. And when I came down the final, the final two blocks was on pavement because we had to get to our car. People were applauding. <laughs> I'm walking down holding my girlfriend. She's really embarrassed of the whole thing. But I thought, wow, where did that strength come from? Out of the ground. I grounded myself. And I had shoes on. I wasn't barefoot. 